Thank you for tuning in to the Life of KG podcast. We are all about helping you guys in the beauty industry. Whether you're starting out in this industry or been in the business for years, we want to motivate you, educate you, and support you to grow. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Life of KG. I hope you're all having a fantastic week. So today I am interviewing Erin and Erin is the director of a successful laser skin and beauty salon called Rejoy. This salon has been her vessel into mentorship where she now helps women start to prioritize living through mindset and entrepreneurship. I'm very excited to hear her story, her background story, and why she started her salon, and hints and tips of how to help us with our mindset. So without further ado, here she is. Erin, thank you so much for coming on The Life of KG. Thank you for having me. I've been so excited after we spoke last week as well. I know, we're really getting to know each other now. I love it. I love it. I love meeting people in our industry that's just, I said this to you last week, just that, just powerhouses. It makes it so much more fun. Yeah, it definitely does. It definitely does. So for those that don't know who you are, can you just explain who you are and what you do? Yeah, so my name's um, Erin Harper or Erin Joy Harper is all over social. That's kind of my thing. So I mentor women to inject more joy into their business with more balance, but also to receive more. Um, I run a successful beauty clinic, laser skin in Darlington, which is I always just sit an hour away from Newcastle because no one knows where Darlington is. <laughs> um, so I've been immersed in the beauty industry for like over 10 years now. And that's definitely been my vessel to everything else that I've done. Um, so that is basically, I'm all here for empowering women to get everything out of life, but without breaking the backs to do it. I love that. I love that. So for 10 years, how long have you had your salon for? Like five. Five years. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. A long, long time then yeah but it feels so quick doesn't it like you'll be the same it just feels like it feels like it's been there forever but then I reflect and I'm like how has it how has it been that long yeah I know definitely definitely (laughs) so what is what's what's your background story what's your like what was it like growing up like how come you went into business or even our industry and then how did you go into opening a salon yeah so I was definitely surrounded by like entrepreneurship 100% Um, my grandparents started their business in the boom um, and they literally started a golf course a garden centre a pub and a florist with the idea to pass all of it down to their kids Um, it's really powerful because I reflect a lot back on that but actually I've seen the quite negative side of business quite early because um, there was big family fallouts where it was took away from my dad basically um, and other members of the family and I guess I saw like the negativity side of it and how much it can really consume you so I think then I started to really question like anything that I was told in terms of I remember being at school and really getting like welcoming these really deep questions like but why are they asking me to do this and why because I feel like everything that was really structured and and like controlled I was starting to fight against so I finished school and I had lovely friends and like, like we discussed last week, there was definitely like bullying and stuff in there and definitely felt like separate from people to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was pushed to go into college 
um, A level, but there was something in me like intuitively that was like, this isn't for you. And I literally went for two hours and I was like, mom, not doing this. Like A level's not for me. I'm really done with kind of the, the system, if you like. And when I reflect now, that was quite big for that age because I think everyone just kind of does what they're told to do. And I'd questioned that from like, kind of like 13, 14. And um, so I actually left and I went and got an apprenticeship at um, this successful small hair salon franchise. But I was pulled to do beauty on an evening because I was like, if that doesn't work out, then I've got a plan B. I kind of was protecting myself with all these options. And I, I almost thought what everyone else was doing was scared me that everyone did that. So I almost like fought against it. And I remember bumping into my teacher in, in town and he was like, don't drop out. And I just thought, like, there were, to be honest, I think that really empowered me because I thought there was this negative spin on girls that like they're just, they're just um, kind of worthy of the same success. Yeah. Um, and I'd definitely seen that in, in my family that was quite entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial as well. They were pushing the men more than the women. So don't get me wrong, my family's amazing, but I definitely saw these things early and it's planted a seed in me where I was like, I'm going to look after myself, do it all myself because that's the safest option. But then with beauty, I started to see that when I was starting to treat clients, when I worked in salons and spas and I was starting to see how like unhappy and self-conscious and insecure a lot of women were because you start to have real conversations and, and at 18, 19, that's quite like big, isn't it? Yeah. To, like your friends that are maybe going out in town every week, going to A-levels, being surrounded by people the same age. I was having these real conversations with women that were really burnt out and really like put everyone else before themselves. And my mum definitely did that as well. She was kind of like the backbone of everybody. And I started to see how unhealthy it was and I started to link it to stress and, and basically really set out from then that I wanted to create something that give women like a, a safe place, like a haven. Um, and I was just all there for the deep stuff. And then that spilled over to taking on staff and wanting them to have the same experience with being employed by me. Like I wanted them to have a safe place where they loved their job, they loved work. Um, with then the big lesson with I ended up burning myself out ironically and putting everyone before me and repeating these structures until it got too much yeah. where the business was like killing me and then everything else was like toxic relationships were following and everything was copying until I kind of had this awakening of like this isn't what I set out to do and um, and that's when I really started to go into the mentorship after I've done inner work to really help myself to assess why I started it. Um, so that's now kind of how I've got into mentoring with empowering women to remind themselves of why they do it and actually what's important because, um, yeah, I think we forget a lot of the time that life is very short and we're all here to kind of add a little bit of magic to the industry. And we've got such a powerful vessel with the beauty industry that come in and they think it's just for the nails, but actually we can do so much more. So that's kind of my story summed up if you like um and I absolutely love it like literally skip out of bed in the morning now the fact that you can actually change people's lives with with the beauty industry but also with businesses as well because then that just impacts their mm -hmm. staff and their clients and their kids and I think it's a bigger thing on a whole that we're all we've all got this massive like 
passion for definitely yeah definitely I love that and I'm exactly the same there's nothing worse than getting out of bed and being like oh I just don't want to like do my job or what what who have I got booked in today or whatnot but just yeah. being able to like say skip out of bed and just be like yes like I just love I just love yeah. my life I love my job like I'm proud of what you do as well like it's that's so empowering like being proud of like the people you get to work with like I get to do things like this where we're sitting chatting about like how much we love our life like does it get better and stuff like that so yeah it, it's amazing and I think it's like opening people up in our industry as well to realize that it doesn't have to just be like the norm you can literally do anything out of it and that's what I love about the beauty industry because you can it can go anywhere you want it to definitely definitely there's so much growth isn't there yeah massively massively so obviously you say that you're a huge believer when it comes to like self-mastery and mindset how do you kind of implement that in your life day to day with and lead it to success? I first got into it because I wanted more energy to do more because like I said, I was completely burnt out and I was like, I want to do more, more, more. Um, and I was like, right, okay, I'll look into this for energy level. So that's how I actually got into meditation. It wasn't for kind of like the spiritual side of it or mindset. It was actually just, just up level my energy because someone told me you can get way more energy out of like half an hour meditation than like, an eight hour sleep and I was like if I can hack my sleep less I can a bit more work in um and then it got me into you start going in this inward journey where like everything starts to come up for you and you start to work through stuff and understand yourself and I think that's the best gift especially as a business owner you can do because if you really understand who you are you can help so many people and you don't get triggered by things you got you don't feel stress or the nasty side of things as much um and you can really like manipulate your experience and get all the joy out of it. So meditation for me is non-negotiable. Like I think people put that off and they think it's very like, oh, whatever, but literally it hacks everything, but not over, even that, it helps your immune system, it helps your health, it helps everything. So meditation for me, 100%. Um, and in terms of not daily, I would say I started by just putting myself in really uncomfortable and like, situations where they would really pull me up um so you've probably heard of tony robbins being in what you do like just booked that before i even really knew who he was because i was like something just telling me to just immerse myself in something that's out of my depth so did you go i went did, oh did, my God. A, did a week with him and that was literally like three years ago absolutely petrified um and then the little things like that like meditation retreats or even like doing things like this do them before you're ready. I would say that is a lot of your self-mastery because you get yourself away from your safe zones and you, you really start to see what you can actually do. Mm -hmm. I definitely try and like plan at least four things a year that's like uncomfortable because yeah. you soon get very used to the comfort. Like going live now is nothing to us, whereas your first time you go live, it is. So I would say definitely meditation and then the uncomfort zone is, is keys to self-mastery um but i actually definitely believe in um balance and outsourcing and it sounds like a very businessy like answer but i find even at home like get all the help you can get before you're ready for it before you you can see on paper that you can afford it and i'm not saying get into debt i just mean prioritize your life in a way that can can help you be the best version of yourself rather than these kind of i always say like surface level stuff like if you're spending your days rushing around being stressed doing the things you shouldn't be doing you should be focusing on your growth your business and your happiness then 
it can really like stop you squeezing everything out of what you're trying to create um, and take you away from your family and you know being present so I would say definitely seeking help like, I literally get help from, with everything now um, in terms of like you know VAs or help with looking after the dogs or anything I, I will not I think a big thing for me was like when you know your worth you know that you can ask for support but yeah. people try and clutch on too, too close definitely is kind of like a self-worth issue so they would be my top three things that when you ask me that question I'm like these are the three things if I could tell everyone that's what you need to focus on first I love that and I agree with every single one of them but meditation I find really hard like did that come with practice or did you just pick it up? Like I try and my head is like, oh, there's so many things going through. I can't just chill out and meditate. You know what it is? I think a lot of people think it has to be like a chill, a chill out experience. And because you're, you're like me, we like, we like, like moving. We like doing things. We like this, like use it as that. So you go into it for like an energy uplift or like clarity rather than kind of chilling you out because you'll just be pulled not to do it because your brain doesn't want you to chill out. It wants you to, be busy and active because that's the type of person you are mm. um I actually do a meditation called um ascending so I went to a retreat and they actually teach you how to do it and it's very simple but very different and it's more kind of like just repeating mantras over and over again but I do that kind of like 10-20 minutes in the morning and then whenever I need it and it's just a good tool just to have so I would start to look at different ones rather than thinking you have to just fit into like a box of listening to it or but it never gets rid of your thoughts like ever you just learn to kind of watch them instead it's really hard to explain but i would say keep doing it it's the best thing you'll do yeah i need to keep at it i must admit i got into a routine of doing it and i'd go into the salon with the girls and i'd be like bubbling and i'd be so happy and they're like what's wrong with you today i was like i don't even know i meditated this morning and it's like changed my whole day literally and you don't realize till someone mentions it and you're like oh my god yeah that is that I think it just keeps you in that, I don't know, that peak state, that just like happiness state. Because yeah. declutters just like we declutter our emails. Like it literally declutters your brain. Right, I'm getting on that in the morning again. Yeah, 100%, 100%. <laughs> so obviously we know, like we love our life, we love business. Like we wouldn't ever see ourselves doing anything else most probably. But running a business is still hard like yeah. it's stressful and I think if you talk to especially salon owners more most of the time they have anxiety and that might be anxiety about staff running the business being successful whatever that might be but it's a big thing in our industry mm -hmm. have do you find this as well and what kind of have you got any different tips to help with anxiety or are they kind of led into the question that we just had Definitely. So from like an energy and like a vibrational point of view, like the more you take on, the more like you store. And this is probably the advice that no one else has ever got. But the more you take on in terms of staff, in terms of clients, in terms of other businesses, you have to step back. Like you have to. Mm -hmm. You cannot personally, or even though we all think, yeah, but I'm an overachiever. I can do that. I can do it all. Genuinely, you can't. And obviously we've experienced that cannot you have to really kind of be very disciplined in the fact that you're a control freak and as you take on more staff you have to be away from a lot of it mm -hmm. you have to have space and you have to have a lot more time with yourself that is what I tell all the salons that I work with 
you have to have way more time just you because if you're immersing it every day and also at the end of the day your staff are never going to think like you and that's the pe that's people's problems they start to expect them to just think like them and love the business as much as them and like be obsessed with the out of hours just as much the expectation kills that relationship straight away whereas actually if you have that space from them and realize that actually you're completely two different people and you need them to be they're your employees you know it removes the kind of triggers and the little everyday stresses and i would say for me i actually sat my staff down and i was completely transparent and i said to them you know this is my boundaries now i don't want to be wrong when you're ill this is the hierarchy in the salon you ring this person if they're not in you ring that person i should not be contacted um, we have a lot of contact in terms of staff meetings. So I'll have one a week with the head therapist and receptionist, and then we have one every two weeks with the full team. And I, th I think opening up communication is key, but also it's, it's setting the boundaries strong. So they know, not to, they know not to message me about something that's annoyed them. If it's a real issue, we'll talk about it in their one-to-one. But also like even in our, our WhatsApp group, there's boundaries there. And it sounds like I'm like, is this real? Is this real? It's not at all. It's the opposite. But there's no, there's not even like sad emojis allowed in the WhatsApp group. It's like, really? it's not a place where we talk about this. Like, it's just not. Um, because otherwise, like I was finding in the past that anything that was said was triggering me and it would trigger me the full night because it's not just like a little thing to me. It's my business. It's my whole world. Yeah. And um, so I think if I'd done it again, knowing what I know now, the boundaries would be set early doors. Um, I love my team. Like, literally, my team is incredible. But without all of these things in place, human beings just kind of not take the mick. But I would say, naturally, they all just kind of gravitate together and do the same things. So you have to make sure that you're keeping yourself away and keeping yourself around people like me and you. Like, we've both in the same position. We can have completely different conversations and say, me and my staff members can because I'm experiencing the same type of life as you. And I think you have to hold yourself accountable to be at that level. Otherwise, you'll just get sucked to that point, but actually your life is here. So then there'll just be that constant like stress and anxiety and struggle because you're trying to be two things that you can't be. So it's if yeah. you take on staff, you have to remember that you have to then step into that role. And I think that's where a lot of people really struggle because they don't ever step into it. They're still holding on to being the therapist or the stylist mm -hmm. and it just doesn't work. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. And I think it definitely helps when you do step out of the business. Like when you are doing treatment all the time, like you don't do treatment anymore, do you? No. No, so I think when you step out of doing that role, then you step out of being their mate, being their buddy at work, being the therapist alongside them and actually forgetting that you're you're the boss at the same time. Like, and it's very hard to separate. Right. So hard. And they will be bugging you every time. You'll hear all their little things that's going on at home, like, which is fine. But like you said, it's a trigger all the time and it needs to be completely separately different. And then I remember like, I used to always go out with them socially as well. Mm -hmm. And as much as that was amazing, we had some wicked times when it comes to people leaving the salon, which is going to happen naturally, yeah. uh, or if you have to start doing disciplinaries or anything like that, it makes it very hard because you have the wrong relationship with them. Completely, completely agree. Like the emotional side of it just takes over and then you start to manage your business in that way. And it, people have a perception that like you'd end up being cutthroat and it's the opposite. 
I actually think when emotions involved, you're way worse because yeah. you act out or like you'll do something and then you'll resent them for it and then you'll act out in a worse way than you would if you just stepped back. Um, and yeah, you're right. It's like having a relationship with them, but it's, it, it changes like your perception of everything because you've got to really start to work inwards and be like, why am I needing them to like, like me like this? Or why am I needing them to be like this close to me? And, and it starts to like bring up things in you that maybe you need to like heal so that you can come from that different place. Because if you're not like moving up, they're never moving up. So if you're not empowering yourself, your team are never going to think for themselves or do the things you want them to do because they don't need to because you're doing it for them. Yeah. And I understand it's hard. Like we've stepped back slowly. Like you can't just step back. I understand that. Um, but I think you've got to definitely have a plan or a reason why you're doing that or you're not and, and make, make sure you set boundaries early doors. Like you don't need to do it all, but if you do little steps each month, each year, you're going to feel the relief of it a hundred percent yeah definitely how have you kind of found like running a team and finding the perfect team has it been has it been quite a journey for you in the five years that you've been in business because I know for me running a team has been like the biggest thing in business 100% people say it's the worst thing and like it depends on the way you look at it but I think I was so focused on I really wanted it to be good because I've worked in so many places where you just don't get trapped right and it just doesn't sit well with me and I think as an industry we're trying to empower people how can we do that if we're literally treating our staff like rubbish but I've got a team of 11 now and they're absolutely amazing but I've got through a lot to get there yeah and I think the main thing with me was realizing that every single problem in my business is down to me it's not down to anyone else so if I do have a weak link or I do have someone that isn't performing or that is causing rubbish like it's up to me to sort it and it's hard at first I mean I was 21 like you don't want to have them uncomfortable conversations with people some of them were older than me and I was like oh my god I've got to tell her that she's not performing and that she's bitching about this person or she's messy and I was just like oh everything in me was like no don't but that's what I mean about these uncomfortable situations if you were I literally had to walk over fire in the Tony Robbins thing and I was like <laughs> you know if I've got an uncomfortable position at work I've just got to remember that I can do it and that this is what I've chose and I'm not a victim to it because then my power's like given up and mm -hmm. um, so like it's hard like it's never going to be smooth sailing but I think you just need to release the expectation that it is going to be perfect don't compare yourself to any other salon as well I see a lot of people looking at Instagram being like well they've got this many I want this like set yourself boundaries and limits that feel good for you because your staff literally can be the most amazing thing ever, but you have to be like ready for it. Um, and it takes you knowing that you're in complete control and blame for everything that happens in your business, basically. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then you can't grow without a team. Mm -mm. And it's just finding that perfect team along the way to be able to do that and manage them right to run the company exactly how you want it run. But when something does happen or like something bad happens or something doesn't work right, it will always come back down to you. So then it's, you have to relay it back to the team and how you want them to manage it and all of that. And one thing I would say as well is as therapists and stylists, we're very codependent. And when I actually started looking into what that meant and there's a book actually, Codependence No More, it's insane. And it, we, we, a lot of us come into this industry because we're natural fixers. Like we want to save people. Um, so if you can really not read that and understand that, that will really help. It really helped me because it stopped me kind of 
saving staff members or taking on people that needed saving. Um, and as well, what I would say is follow your gut instinct. As soon as you meet someone or as soon as you can feel into something, like it's never wrong. I genuine, every time I've ignored it and that's so cliche, I've been wrong. So I would say as soon as you meet someone or like when something happens, your gut is a clever thing. It tells you what, who is meant to be around you. And I, I do think when I've ignored it, it's got me in a lot of trouble. So. Oh my God, I'm exactly the same. Mm -hmm. And the saving situation gets me every single time. I like, I've taken people on for jobs that affect me for a job and I don't even need someone. And then I put them on like full time. And then like a year later, I'm kicking yeah. myself and I've still got them two years later. And I'm just like, ah. And then they hand in the notice because they found something better. And it's like, I saved your ass. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. we just it. We're like, oh, we're, we're so needed. It's like, it's an ego thing, isn't it? Yeah, you just want to help people and look after people as well. But you have to really, you have to really be like, what does your business need? Do you need that person? Do you not? What is right for your business? Like, you've just got to always think of the business at the front of the mind rather than helping others as much as we want to help others i'm not saying don't like whoever's in the business we're going to help a million percent but they have to be right for the business like definitely definitely go with your gut rather oh. than heart and the thing is as well the more you help your business and the more money you can generate and the more freedom you can give yourself is the more people you can actually help so it's like the short-term gain of like saying yes to someone that needs help which is easier for us and makes us feel good short term long term you're stopping that bigger picture and as well, I think it's really hard in our industry because that's why I think you do need a mentor that has done it in our industry because it's such a different thing because we're taught to look after people first. But then when you're a business owner, it, it goes completely against that. You've got to like put yourself first and you're like, oh my God, what am I doing here? And that's why yeah, I we'll, we'll feel like, oh my God, this is selfish. I can't do that. That's selfish. It's completely against yeah. everything I've done. You're like so confused and then you're still trying to run the business at the same time. So I think that's why the inner work and like the self-mastery is key because when you understand all of that, you don't come from a place of fear and like, like saving and speed or like anything. And you, you kind of come from a, like a bigger perspective place. Yeah. And it comes with time. Like, honestly, I've had my salon for it's coming up to 12 years. I can't even believe that. Um, in a few that's months, awesome. like absolutely mad. And I would say it's only been the last month that I have stopped saving people. It's taken that long. Like yeah. it, it is a journey and it isn't until things like start to click and you're like, oh, okay, I really need to stop doing this. Or you're like, that's it, I'm not doing it anymore. Like it does take a long time. So people listening don't think it's not an overnight thing. It's and well, like all the rubbish bits make you so much stronger like you actually do need them so as much as you go through stuff like even like covid like look at how much we've said like our lives improved because yeah. of the rubbish which we'd have rather not happened but i do think like with everything you have to go through it and it makes you a better business owner a manager a woman a mom like a partner like you have to go through it there's no good without bad so you know keep going and like you'll you'll thank yourself for it after it's all over the, the bad stuff yeah definitely i agree so obviously you're busy running your salon you've got a team of 11 which is absolutely crazy you're obviously mentoring other salon owners and stuff now how are you finding the time to do it well how do you deal with your time management honestly i think i am really good at time because i have set boundaries 
Mm-hmm. Um, literally, I know what I'm doing on Monday, a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and I know when I want to finish, and I will not deviate from that plan unless, you know, it's a holiday or something random comes up, life happens. But I stick to three vital few things to do a day. I do less better because it's so easy for us to take too much on and spread ourselves so thin. And when I pull myself away and like I find myself doing more than I should be, because I do think we have to manage ourselves first. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually remind myself that like, and this always gets me back into the mindset mindset is like, there's less than a hundred summers left for each of us. And like, <laughs> yeah, we are not here to rush around and rush through life and you know do things because we think we should or like get stressed or triggered and it brings you back to that place and I remember that actually I'm only responsible for running 20% of my businesses the 20% which is growth so I will spend 80% of my energy on 20% of the business the rest of the business the day-to-day running and you know the emails the scheduling posts like I get people to help me with all of that and because otherwise you get sucked into the wrong things and I think all we need to do as business owners is growth, empowerment, and kind of making ourselves happy because then that makes everybody else so much happier as well. So that's genuinely how I do it. And it's took a while to get there. Do not get me wrong, like a while. Um, and I still have days where fear will come in and I'll be like, oh my God, I'm, I need to do this, I need to do this. But you, you have to live. The reason we did this is for independence and freedom. Mm-hmm. And if we spend it drowning in work or to-do lists or things we think we need to do we'll never experience that actually the magic that is in it which is what we all know is there because that's why we did it so yeah. it's hard but I would say a hundred percent boundaries and three things a day that will completely move the needle in your business rather than cut out the rest of the noise how did you kind of get used to delegating because and actually as entrepreneurs we're control freaks mm-hmm. and obviously you would were you going to be able to do what you do now if you wasn't delegating a lot of it out? Did you find that hard in the beginning or was it something that come natural to you? So hard, but then I actually reflected on like people that had businesses and I was like, the grass isn't greener for them. They're, they're like, I don't want that. And I was finding myself like just so drained and burnout and like ill every time I went on holiday. And I was like, this is uncomfortable now. Just like when we wax, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's worth it. Um, so I think I just pushed through because I really, the thing for me is absolute freedom and I, I knew I had to, and to be honest, that's when people start showing up that actually do it better than you sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Like, way better. There's no, like on reception, Matt, like after COVID, I even got the thought of like, oh my God, like, should I even do a few days reception a week? Because that would sit and I was like, no, I didn't work this hard to like do reception, <laughs> not <laughs> not <laughs> receptionist. I need receptionists, they're amazing, but my receptionists do a way better job than I would because I would be checking all the other things and this and that and I wouldn't want to be there. So I think you have to just remind yourself like there's a desire in you for a reason. Most people don't get this want or need or dream and you've got it for a reason and you have to like be really savage with yourself to, to pursue it at all costs, even when the things come in in a fear where you think, oh, I could do it though. And it's like, no, but make sure you don't because you will just keep attracting more of that and you'll stay where you are. And we all want to grow all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I love the point where there's someone that when you delegate it, they'll must be better 
at it than you like and it's not until you start doing it that you're like oh my god yeah like, why would you not get someone that's better than you to do the job like always hire people that are better than you I hire beauty therapists that are better than me PAs that are better than me receptionists that are better than me and then your business will grow and then you can work on what you're better at in your business I used to hate delegating I used to be the worst now I honestly I'm queen of delegation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so addictive when you start though. I'm like, hmm, do I need, do I need this this week? Do I need a cleaner? Do I need I know, like, what else can we get help with? <laughs> because, like, the thing is, we get taught from such a young age, like, society. I actually told someone this this morning. They were like, I feel like I'm not doing much. And I was like, because we're taught in society that the more we do, the more we're worth. And it's just not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and a really good book for this is Do Less Better. Um, and also Rocket Fuel's an insane book because it tells you about how there's visionaries, which is us, who have the ideas and the growth and the, the empowerment. And then there's people that, um, I don't even know what the name of it is because I just know that I'm not one of them. <laughs> um, that book because it explains again why you have to be the one that leads and grows. And a leader, you know, you don't, I said this to you last week, the director of Costa doesn't serve coffee. Mm-hmm. He grows Costa. He's probably he's probably retired on his shares of Costa now. But like you have to put yourself always and remind yourself why you're doing it and that you're not you're not meant to do these other things. Yeah, definitely. And when you it doesn't work. And when business starts to go like that and you are delegating and you are stepping out, and they're like a lot of the girls that I mentor, they're like, okay, so what do I do now? What shall I do now? And I'm like, chill. Like, yeah. chill. like you're allowed a day. To go and have coffee with your friends like you don't have to be oh, okay I don't know what I'm doing today what work should I get on like obviously we still have to work but there is a lot more freedom that you can have like enjoy it it's taken a while to get to that place and like, that shows like how how much we live through our business as well mm-hmm. and like you know when you really go deep and you, you think you don't want to look back and think I've just replied to emails my whole life because I felt like I had to like go and like go for a walk, go shopping, like go see parents, like live. And we just get so yeah. used to working. And that's the real kind of thing that I'm really pulled to do because even when clients come in the salon, you know, when I used to do treatments, they'd be stressed to death. And I'd be like, who are you doing this for? Yeah, definitely. And I do feel when you do have a day out or you just have a day that you're chilling or whatever that is, that's time out from work. Mm-hmm. When you come back, you're so much more motivated. Whereas you will burn out if you're just constant, constant, constant. Like you just need, like even if I was going to have a shopping trip, like there might be things that I see and I'd be like, oh, do you know what? I'd really love that. It makes me motivated to go back and want to work because I've got something to work towards. But if you're stuck in the office or stuck at work or in the salon or whatever that might be, you can't see anything else other than just work. So how can you get your vision? How can you be creative? Like you have to get out there and have some down days. Yeah, because then you might even be living, doing something that you're not even bothered about, then I mean, you're not even aware. Like I always say the analogy of like, if you held a pen really close to your face, you can't read what's on it. You have to have the space to actually see what is going on in your life. And that's when I think anxiety and stuff comes in because we feel internally out of sync and out of control. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important to check in with yourself and self-care isn't just like face masks and, you know, sleeping on a Sunday it's like checking in with yourself and asking yourself like the real questions like am I even happy what's causing this anxiety like what needs to change otherwise you're just gonna basically put yourself in an early grave if you're just stressed all the time 
yeah definitely like need to relax our stress levels for sure yes especially this year sean was like health is like the most important thing i know how did you find the whole covid situation don't get me wrong like i definitely went back into really negative ways of working because it was like that fight or flight wasn't it oh god yeah oh my god and i do think there's a space for that like i think that my business is minimized a lot of the effects because i was literally just working so hard and i think as business owners like there is times for that like that like fight you have to fight for it and i think the businesses like look at amazon it was there for people like when we were short and it's the one that's grown the most in the world the businesses that don't give up are the ones that that last so i think with covid i wasn't working a healthy level and that's probably why i'm taking a bit more time back now but i think like in unprecedented times like they keep saying you have to do what you have to do but I think as well it made me really like assess what's important and the gratitude for my team and the gratitude actually for all the work I put in to get where I was because the fear of, of losing it was real and I was like this is like it just perspective was key and it also made me definitely look at who was in my life and who I wanted to be surrounded by more mm-hmm. because that got took away as well and you take things for granted so easy so yeah it was a whirlwind I think like for everyone but I'm really grateful for it actually because it really made me get a new perspective of life that I wouldn't have got without it yeah I 100% agree like it was such an awful time and that fear like I don't think I'll ever forget that feeling of do we close do we not before it was actually forced to to close it was just so horrible and then the thought of okay we do actually have to close now they're not knowing it was just like it was just awful wasn't it but at the same time, I think so much good has come out of it. And I know I'm a completely different person over COVID for the better. Yeah, me too. Like, me too. Definitely. I don't want another lockdown though, but... <laughs> no, like, I'm grateful, but stay away. But well, even a fight or flight, I think it doesn't matter how successful your business was, we've all had to start and build from the beginning again. And I think even I was doing like marketing for the salon, different, there's different types of marketing that I'd done 11 years ago. I was doing everything possible to build that business again yeah. and it is just you've just got to have the fight in you to keep going you've got to love it and i think as well my piece of advice for anyone that didn't feel like that is like assess what you love because it really showed me because don't get me wrong you have the hard times where you're like oh do i even want this you know that's just a normal thing but i think i've noticed a real split in the industry for the people that absolutely live and breathe beauty and hair and like if you cut them in half you know there'd be lashes coming out of them compared to the people that maybe are maybe doing it for the wrong reasons um living for other people or maybe are ready for a change up and i'd say ask yourself them questions because i really realized how much i would never not be in this industry after covid yeah Yeah, no i couldn't change industry either no way no it's just such an amazing industry it's so different to the rest isn't it yeah and I think even in lockdown there was times where you're like well if it fails what else am I going to do and I actually couldn't think of anything else I wanted to do other than being in this industry it was weird wasn't it because I just was like what am I going to do like literally (laughs) I don't actually know anything else (laughs) literally I think I was you know when you have them real and I thought I'm just gonna have to like buy properties because I just don't want to do anything else but I need money coming in (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah what an experience what an experience crazy crazy growth experience definitely 
yeah for sure what is it that keeps you motivated every day I would say my why is definitely my team like a hundred percent knowing like they text me saying it like they love work it's changed their lives that to me is like massive um independence not having to think I hate hearing from people like it kills me when I see my friends and they're like oh I've got to check that holiday and I'm like how can you live like that I don't get it I, I, I wish I did sometimes because my life would be a lot easier but for me asking someone for permission to do anything doesn't sit well yeah, so yeah. massively independence and freedom and also just the impact like the fact that the more that I can do and the more that I have the more that I can be more of me and like give more to people because money isn't bad it's just an energy and it, it makes you more of who you already are and the fact that you know I've got a goal where I really want to put all my staff's wages up and it was affected by COVID but I want to you know continue to do things like that because that just knocks has a knock on effect you know they don't have that argument with the partner about money in front of the kid like it changes loads of things so that's definitely my three my three reasons why it keeps me so motivated and high energy definitely I love that I love that well Erin I know you're a busy lady so thank you so much for coming on today I really appreciate it yeah definitely definitely was helpful I know it's going to get people motivated where can people connect with you um I've got Instagram Erin Joy Harper and also on Facebook and my website is erinjoyharper.co.uk so super easy to remember lovely so anyone listening go out and check them pages out and follow and thank you so much thank you so much have the best day thank you for having me We would love to hear what you thought about this episode. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Please leave a review and share on social media tagging at KG Salon so we can share. I always follow them. I always follow them. Until next time, have an amazing, successful week.